0: Broadcasting from Alito to Alton,
1: from Champaign to Chicago,
0: and from Robinson to Rockford, this is the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com.
2: Santa's elves aren't the only ones working hard. The Illini guys burning the midnight oil all the time, making our lists, checking it twice, trying to figure out which teams are playing nice. Sorry. Welcome to December. Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, Mike Kegley coming to you from our state of the arts headquarters here at IlliniGuys.com. So much to talk about. I really don't know if two hours is enough. We've got basketball recruits committing, five-star football recruits visiting, Demonte Williams dropping dimes, C.J. Moore, the athletic is standing by, the Land of Lincoln Trophy back in Champaign, and the Illini basketball team, fellas, coming up lame. I mean, injuries, the flu bug. I mean, uh, this is getting serious. Yeah,
3: you you every game you wonder who's going to be on the court. You know, Brad Underwood didn't know who was starting forty-five minutes before the game against Notre Dame. So um, you just hope they've kind of weathered the storm now, and now they're ready to get healthy and maybe find some rhythm and get some cohesion.
4: Yeah, it's that was a heck of a performance against Notre Dame, considering that the whole team hasn't practiced together um, for since what October. Um, I mean, this team is really starting to kind of come together, despite all of the obstacles in the way. And uh, boy, did Coach Underwood look tired. Uh, I think even the even the flu bug has bitten him. And you can tell that he's having to kind of grind his way through as a coach. And that's something that probably you don't think about as often you think about that as the players.
2: Great piece on IlliniGuys.com this week for Matt Stevens kind of detailing um, the medical report, if you will. I mean, going through all the players uh, injured and, and, and with the flu bug and even the report Monday night of uh, Demonte Williams. Um, you know, we're hoping that he's still well and uh, the other member of our Illini Guys team can join us here on the show in just a bit here. If uh, Hopefully he's filling up to it. Um, but even the story of him uh, in the bathroom sick. And couldn't answer the bell to start the second half, Brad. I mean, what a, what a great litmus test for this team to really come together. And I thought that Monday night win was really special um, because, like Mike said, it, it showed this team coming together and doing some little things against a team that, let's face it, is not the best team they're going to face, but a well-coached team nonetheless.
3: Yeah, Notre Dame does some really good things offensively. they got some talented offense guys and so you know anytime you can beat a team you know even it's at home and when you're not 100 percent i don't care who you're playing it is hard to win those games and so it takes a little bit extra i think it showed the toughness that's brad underwood called it one of those five five to ten best wins of his coaching career that's a big deal i mean that tells you how where they were at from a physical but also a mental standpoint because you know as well as i do that when you're missing guys it wears on you as a coach. It wears on you as a player, as a teammate, knowing I've got to do a little extra and the pressure's more on me and I can't, you know, pass it off.
4: And it was clear that the players were motivated by the soft comments and they went through a a discussion about how, how hard they were playing. And I think that that kind of helped them maybe put things into focus to hear coach, talking that way. Um, and maybe that fired them up a little bit and gave them a little extra too.
2: You know, as hard as this is right now, and you're right, Mike, to, to play through this, I think about what you're building with with this team. We didn't know, we knew Alfonso Plummer would play. We didn't know what kind of role he would play on this team. Um, you know, if, if you talked to us a month ago, we would say the freshmen weren't going to play at all. Um, we saw a lot of really nice minutes in that Monday night game against uh, Notre Dame from RJ Melendez came up with strong. Luke Goody is showing um, he's just such a cerebral player with a high basketball IQ. I mean, he's a, the former quarterback, the former athlete, and Coach Underwood talked about that in his press conference over the weekend, saying that, in, again, in terms of just a, a really smart player, we're seeing some other pieces that will be play very important roles once this team is intact, uh, Brad, and is healthy. And then, of course, there's Kofi inside, not just the, the, the sheer dominance, but showing some nice finesse, again, in terms of a jump shot and in terms of, again, increasing a comfort and passing out of the double for teams if you can do that consistently, this is a much different team and a very difficult team to beat come March.
3: Yeah, I used to have names for my players. I would call them Charmin or Cottonell or Quilted Northern, so they'd all have a soft name um, whenever I needed to motivate them. So I, I can relate to that. But I, I would never say that to Kofi Coburn, so I, I will tell you that. Uh, but Kofi has really um, been impressive. I mean, his his postgame, his footwork's fantastic, just really improved. He is scoring. He's hitting free throws. And, again, like you mentioned, ability to pass. And I think the biggest thing is his patience in the post. When he gets the ball and he reads the de- defense, sees the double team, sees where it's coming from, knows who the pass out is, or if they don't come fast enough, boom, I'm going to go score. And, and when he does that, I mean, this team is really difficult to guard.
4: Yeah, and and I will. I am constantly amazed at his ability to maintain his focus when he is getting hit, there was a shot that he took going through the lane. It was the tail end of the first half. Um, I don't know that a lot of people even saw because he was just going through the lane, but he took kind of a forearm slash elbow in the kidneys. That, that would have been called a foul in a boxing match. And um, you could tell he felt it, but he just keeps on with the play, and it's, it's amazing. And then he puts up – I mean, you know, he is – he's dominating right now. And that is amazing what he's doing when he's getting the crap fouled out of him. And the referees, for the most part, they feel like they would be giving Illinois too much of an advantage if they actually called fouls the way the rule book is written. Yeah, let's hope that that uh, doesn't
2: continue. Leading the
3: nation in scoring.
2: Yep. Yes. Yep.
3: That was just leading the, the nation in scoring. How about yeah. that?
2: Yeah, it's outstanding. And, but again, the way he's doing it to your point, he hesitates for a moment. And freezes that that guy with the double team because he's got a decision to make. Well, either I can go try to, to double the big man or if I leave my man open, uh, hitting those those. Uh, we've got those guys now, the confidence, starting with Plummer. Grandison looked great despite coming off the flu. Uh, we know what Trent can do. Uh, Goody hitting threes. Six different guys hit threes in the first half against Notre Dame. And so if you can get that kind of production and then you add a healthy Corbello to the mix. It's really exciting. Uh, Rutgers, of course, the Friday night game is uh, the team opens Big Ten play. We'll talk more about Rutgers and the Iowa game coming up. But again, uh, make sure you stick with IlliniGuys.com for complete coverage pregame and postgame of that Rutgers game coming from State Farm Center. Uh, you know how we do. We're just getting started. More on Notre Dame and the start of the Big Ten slate. But up next, he wrote a piece on the Illini that caught our attention, and we invited him to come and talk about the orange and blue. C.J. Moore of The Athletic joins us next on the Illini Guys Sports Podcast
1: when life gets hectic you need health care that's easy you need osf on-call urgent care with osf on-call urgent care we make it easy to get affordable quick convenient care for minor illnesses and injuries when and where you need it walk in for care 8 a.m to 8 p.m every day even on holidays 24 7 365 virtual care options means we're always on just like you Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare to find a clinic near you or to start a virtual visit.
2: Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn-out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today. 224-880-6000 That's HX Home Solutions 224-880-6000 Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate Once again, 224-880-6000 HX Home Solutions Growing your family
0: Opening your own business Retiring to travel Leaving your legacy At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work UC Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868, proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, member FDIC.
2: Hello to one and all once again listening in on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Glad you're spending part of your day with us. You know, one of the cool things about what we do is getting a chance to meet some really neat and often very talented people, uh, usually more talented than we are, and this is certainly the case today. We all get to spend some time uh, here on the Newsmaker Line presented by Busey Bank. C.J. Moore of The Athletic. C.J., welcome to the Sports Spectacular College Basketball Writer. Uh, we are all big fans and subscribers to The Athletic. Such a great website. You were telling us in the break here that you are based in Kansas City and, of course, uh, Illinois playing last week in the Hall of Fame Classic in your home city. Great article on The Athletic, and that's what got our attention. Tell us uh, how it came to be that you spent some time with the Illini, and how did that go?
5: Hey, thanks for having me. Well, uh, living like you said, I live in Kansas City and always make it to that tournament. And I, I usually try to go to behind the scenes with somebody if I can. It's always a good setting uh, when teams are away from home and, you know, they spend a few days out of town to kind of get a good early look at a team. And, and I love writing those articles uh, when, when you're able to go behind the scenes. So anticipating they were coming, I thought Illinois was probably the favorite to win it. And so I thought that, and especially with uh, Kofi coming back, I thought that was probably the – uh, best storyline coming in, so I I reached out to them and and was able to set it up to to go behind the scenes with them and just enjoyed the experience, even though it did you know didn't go as well for the Illini as I'm as I'm sure they hoped, but um, I, I thought it was a good time, ta- just a good time to be able to see that team and um, you know be interesting to see here in February March looking back on you know whether that was a monumental moment for them and trying to figure some things out or. Or, uh, you know, the start of something to be concerned about or what. But I, I thought that their response was a good one. And and I, you know, I thought that Brad Underwood's message to his team um, that I tried to convey in the story was was, you know, right on at that time where they were kind of in a vulnerable spot. You
2: know, one big piece to the puzzle that I think Illinois is, is still trying to figure out, we are seeing firsthand the greatness of Io DeSumo. There are the stats and the game-winning shots and the awards and the notoriety and all that, but but there is a greater power as a leader, and it's not a position that is easily filled by others, and, and that's not meant as a diss to anyone else. This team and the alphas on this team will certainly figure it out. As you mentioned, the two days in Kansas City didn't go as planned for the Illini, but it Sounds like in reading the article and talking to you now that you came away with a certain level of respect for Brad Underwood and the program he's building at Illinois.
5: Yeah, well, it's interesting you mentioned Io. One thing that I didn't get in the story that I thought was telling of something he said to me was, you know, Io could take on the other, was the head of the every team scouting report, was the focus, and he embraced that and could handle that. And when you lose a guy like that, who is your just leader every single night, it's hard and it takes a little time to, for, for other guys to, to step into those, those shoes. So, uh, you know, I, I think that they're, they're experiencing that a little bit. I, I think the – but as far as, you know, where Brad has brought this program and, and being in a very healthy spot in the, in the bigger picture, uh, I think it's in a really, really good place. When you look at this current team – you know, it's it's we might not know for here a month or month and a half. You know, I think they can get through these next couple of weeks and maybe be okay. But um, you know, you, you hope that they get to full strength, and then we'll kind of be able to judge them. I think from a if you're just looking at this particular team, I think the keys for me are how good does Coleman Hawkins become. I, I think he is still a guy that that plays kind of young and that you know need some pro- to make some progress just as far as decision making and and those kinds of things and then the other thing to me is like is that one of these wings gonna step up and be a scoring threat and be a guy that can go get you a bucket when you need to um, I think they have high hopes for Austin Hutcherson just from talking to Brad while he was here I, but you know I, I think that he, obviously, he's been dealing with some stuff and some injuries that I wouldn't want to deal with. The sound just no fun at all, right? But uh, I, I'm interested to see what he becomes because to me, that's kind of what they're missing right now. Like, I think Curbell is going to figure it out, and I thought he played really well in that K State game, even though he was dealing with some stuff. I thought he played a, a smarter game and played a better game, and um you know, obviously Trent's going to be better. Like he had probably maybe the worst two game stretch of his career here in Kansas city. And uh, hopefully he gets healthy and, 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 you know, he'll be better. And I think the one guy they found and figured out, Hey, you know, this is a guy we can re- rely on, maybe be like our super six man uh, you know, microwave guy off the bench is Alfonso Plummer. I know I, I didn't watch the next game, but I saw he put up a huge line, uh against Rio Grande Valley that that next game so um you could kind of see him figuring it out here in Kansas City you know hey I gotta be a guy that makes shots and and his confidence just took off in that K-State game.
2: Talking with C.J. Moore college basketball writer for The Athletic here at our Newsmakers line presented by Busey Bank on the Atlanta Guys Sports Spectacular you bring up a great point about Plummer Uh, 13 of 20 from the arc against Kansas State and Texas Rio Grande Valley Just 3 of 11 Monday night against Notre Dame, but he's the kind of pure long-distance shooter that has really been missing from this Illinois attack for quite some time. That's one of the byproducts, though, of having some guys out is that we get a chance to see what others could do. We knew that Plummer would get some playing time, but uh, in particular, Luke Goody and R.J. Melendez, two freshmen who would not have gotten some extended minutes if everyone was 100%. I'm still sold on this team, and I think they could be very dangerous once they get everyone back.
5: Yeah, you got to see him healthy, and, and hopefully they get to that point. Uh, but, yeah, I, th- I think there's some some stuff there that you like. I really like Carbella. I, I I do our top 20 guards in college basketball, and I think I had him third coming into the season. And, you know, I thought maybe I was a little high on him, but, like, I, I just – I loved watching him play as a freshman, and I kind of – I kept saying in the offseason, I felt like he was going to have a sophomore year similar to um, – when Kevin Durant left Texas, and um, AJ uh, August D, DJ Augustine, you know, really took off as a sophomore. I, I thought kind of similar to player that, not quite the shooter of DJ, but he he would ha- you know really blow up. And he's had a little bit of a rough start, but I think you started to see some of the things in the K State game that that can make him special. And you know, obviously he wasn't a hundred percent right in that one, so. Um, I, I think he'll figure it out. I think it's going to be a learning curve, and maybe not be as quick as as you, you, I'm sure Alani fans wanted. But that's another thing Brad said to me, what the, the point you hit on. He said my even before the tournament started, the first night I was there, he said my teams always uh, have typically struggled early on, you know. And then you look at some of the runs he's had um, at Oklahoma State. His one year there, they were not great early, and you know took off in the Big Twelve. And some of the years, you know, all of his years in Stephen F. Austin, like it was, you know, the record just okay, first month of the season, then he wouldn't lose again until March. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's had some, uh, I mean, his history is, you know, maybe his teams take a little bit or slow starters, but um, whatever his formula is, eventually works.
2: Well, talk a bit about uh, Kofi Colburn uh, and there's the NBA draft. The NBA says you need to go work on some things. and And I think we're seeing just that the Cincinnati game aside, his first game of the season after the three-game suspension, um, he's showing patience. He's seeing and feeling where the double team is coming from and then finding those open shooters. Six different alumni hitting three-pointers in Monday night's win over Notre Dame. But you can see that defense reacting to him because, again, before, you just double-triple-team Kofi and, and hope for the best. But now, if you don't commit early right away, if you hesitate, he'll either turn and score or he's got Uh, passed out and and hit that open man Uh, and we've seen him hit a couple of jump shots a little wrinkle that he's added all of this if he can keep this up and build on it makes this a much more dangerous Illini offense
5: yeah I mean I think he's progressed from a giant human being who had a little bit of basketball skill to to now a pretty good score I don't expect the uh, the jump shooting to be a a regular thing in his game uh, but I think he's learned how to work angles and get position and and become a dominant post scorer. I think the only thing, the the thing that he needs to continue to get better at, I, you hit it on the the passing. That that's that's progress. I think uh, from a year ago, and and that'll be key for this team because man, teams are going to load up on him, and that's why guys like Alfonso Plumber, Trent Frazier are so important because they're going to have shots. Like you spread it around. Uh, you know, with what they do with ball screens and Corbello's vision, like, you know, when they tag, they're going to tag the roller hard and, and those guys are going to be able to to hit shots. And then when he gets it in there, you know, teams are going to double, triple team him. He's going to have to spray it out. So their jump shooting is so, so important uh, for this particular team because of him. I think the, the the biggest area where he needs to continue to improve is his hands and being able to catch in traffic. Uh, especially with a point guard like Carbella. He's gonna throw you some passes that are tough to handle sometimes. And I thought, particularly in that Cincinnati game and maybe some in the K-State game, there were some passes that he didn't quite handle that um, you know, you 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 hope when it gets to March, maybe he's he's a little more sure handed. But like, you know, he was coming in kind of cold in a way because he hadn't played games yet like you know that's really really hard to to come in and put the numbers he's put up right away is is impressive uh you know a a similar type of experience for a a player right now is uh Jalen Wilson at Kansas I cover a lot of Kansas and he came back he's played three games now this but he had a DUI so missed three games so you know different deal than than uh kofi but but similar in that he didn't get a play and he was healthy and he's really struggled and he's a really good player too so i think the fact that he's come in and put these numbers up right away is really really impressive
2: yeah i think we're in a video game mentality and and you think you know if someone is healthy you just plug them in and for 20 and 10 and and it's just not that easy you mentioned big 12 basketball and that's an obvious fit given your location but will we see you in big 10 country anytime soon
5: I never know week to week, man, but (laughs) I I, I hope so. I do know uh, I'm working. I'm starting a thing this year called the film room where I will uh, just kind of break some different things down. Uh, And my next story I'm working on right now is Purdue and their offense. So uh, we'll have that story coming out pretty soon. And um, the big 10 it's, you know, this is a little bit behind the scenes, uh, you know, stuff readers might not care about that much, but like, there's some leagues where you can't use video on our stories and big 10 is one where I actually can. So I might be very heavy in the film room on the the big 10 because I can actually use their film and put it in instead of just using screenshots. And it's, it makes it a little easier when I can, uh, you know, throw some, throw some game footage in there. So, uh, I'll be doing that. I know this year, and and like I said, I live in Kansas city, so I'm not too far from big 10 country. So hopefully make it over there a couple of times this year.
2: Well, we really enjoyed the article and you probably know the first of the two meetings between Illinois and Purdue is on MLK day. So go ahead and circle your calendar for that third weekend in January to have you back on, to give us a proper preview, given that you will have known both teams pretty well.
5: Yeah. 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 Sounds good. Purdue's, Purdue's really good. They're, they're, they're fun to watch. I, I um I think the Illini are gonna be pretty good too. I like like I said, Haw- Hawkins can can really progress and, and they find a, a wing score. I think I'm not as worried about those other dudes figuring it out. And as long as they get healthy, I think those those three, you know, the three headed monster and Frazier, Kofi and and uh Corbello, I, I I think those dudes are gonna be pretty good.
2: We will leave it at that. C.J. Moore, The Athletic, great article. Definitely worth your time if you're listening. And give him a follow on Twitter at C.J. Moore hoop C.J., thanks for your time. And, again, hopefully you can join us soon.
5: Sounds great. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
2: Once again, C.J. Moore, college basketball writer for The Athletic here on our Newsmaker Line presented by UC Bank. A quick timeout. Demonte Williams, one of several Illini fighting the flu bug in these past few days, He's at the scorer's table ready to get in the game. Sickness doesn't matter. He's going to be on the show. DeMonte, the other Illini guy, joins us here next, right here on the Sports Spectacular.
0: Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. UC Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868, Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, member FDIC.
1: When life gets hectic, you need health care that's easy. You need OSF On-Call Urgent Care. With OSF On-Call Urgent Care, we make it easy to get affordable, quick, convenient care for minor illnesses and injuries when and where you need it. Walk in for care 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even on holidays. 24-7, 365 virtual care options means we're always on, just like you. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare to find a clinic near you or
2: to start a virtual visit. Enjoying the game? Log on to IlliniGuys.com and join in the conversation. Our game room offers real-time chat from our team of experts and analysts to enhance your game experience. And IlliniGuys.com offers insider information on recruiting and team prep that you just won't find anywhere else, with hundreds of articles and podcasts for you to enjoy. Sign up now and become eligible for free $1,000 scholarships. The seven-day free trial makes it a no-brainer. Get in the know with IlliniGuys.com.
0: You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com, on the Illini Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio.
2: It's the Sports Spectacular. Larry, Mike, and Brad here with you. Big finish to the Illini football season, 47-14 over Northwestern to end that six-game slide to their rivals and bring the Land of Lincoln trophy back to Champaign. More on that this half hour, but it's time now for DeMonte's Dimes presented by HX Home Solutions. Atlanta's super senior, DeMonte Williams joins us and DeMonte, man, just you know, every time we, we we bring you on, we give you love and praise for the job you did and then you go out this week and not only did you play uh, one heck of a game Monday night, but you, you played part of it sick. Right? I mean, you, you, you were less than 100% in this game.
6: Yeah. Um, yeah, I was feeling a little bit under the weather, but my teammates uh, kept me in good spirits, and I went out and did what, what, what needed to be done in order for us to get the W.
3: So, what's it like at halftime when you're when you're? I mean, what what? How was how was dinner the second time at halftime? How was the second time you had it?
6: It was. <laughs> it was. It was. It was pretty good. I tell you that it was pretty good. <laughs> Well, you know, Papa so Dell's us and
3: Papa Dell's take
4: twice.
3: away. <laughs> <Space> twice. <laughs> yeah. So, what's it? How's it feel? that, You know, you guys going through a lot of adversity into the Notre Dame game. You got illness. You got injury. You got all these guys out. What's it say about you guys that you're able to, you know, battle through that and show that toughness that, and, and kind of prove to Coach Underwood that you're not soft? I know you did love that comment, right?
6: No, I ain't, I ain't like that at all. <laughs> but, um, that I mean, that's just how Coach Unwood is He's trying to uh, rally us and just so we can come together as a team even more. Um, really just that game there showed us that we we tough. Um, j- just because a little adversity hits, don't I mean, uh, everything, everything's going to go down the drain um, as long as you stay together and uh, good things will come out of there.
4: Yeah. It's gotta be nice too. When you have Kofi playing at such a high level and then every game, whether it's plumber with the three, uh, three game you with rebounds and assists, uh, it, how, how is everybody else fitting in around it? Cause it seems like there's, there's always more than one person who helps bring it besides just Kofi by himself.
6: Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a team effort. Uh we all just go out there and, and play our parts, uh, do what we do what we do best uh, just so we can so we can get that W in that
2: column. Go one thing I, I noticed in watching the first half of the the Notre Dame game and I know that you know we with the Rutgers game this weekend and we'll talk about Iowa here in just a moment. but um, there seems to be not that you guys didn't trust each other before, but there seemed to be more of a of a cohesion in terms of you had six different guys hit three pointers. Um, Kofi becoming, we, we talked last week, becoming more comfortable passing out of the double team, just waiting to see what the defense brings that freezes the defense, changes the game. Um, you can see each game of this team getting better and feeling more comfortable. Is that a fair statement?
6: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we just really just getting even more comfortable, um, out there playing with each other, uh, really just sacrificing for each other, um, and really just having fun with it.
3: I have to ask, when you prepare for a game, do you guys just hack Kofi as many times as possible, shove him in the back, have his jersey, just to prepare him for what's going to happen to him in the game? Is that is that like the game prep for that?
6: Uh, no, but, I mean, he's, he's big fellas dominant. Um, no matter what, how you try to stop him, I mean, that, that seven-foot, uh, what is it, 285 or 290, that's all muscle, Joe, so you ain't really going to stop it at all. So <laughs> he just – he's been in a lot of dog have, fights, have you, and he loves it.
3: Have you ever seen a guy get fouled as much as he does? I think he gets fouled
6: almost every possession. Yeah, no, nah, i never seen nobody get fouled as much as Kofi does at all. Well, maybe it's a little open for it, but at the college level, nah.
4: Uh, Only uh, for even for us old people, we have to go back to Shaq to see anything like what's happened to Kofi, But the difference is I think Kofi's even Shaq seemed to be pretty, pretty, he seemed to roll with it pretty well. And Kofi somehow keeps his cool. I have no idea how he does that when he's getting hit every three seconds.
6: Yeah, no, it's, uh, he definitely keeps his composure on a lot, on a lot of them. Um, we, we come together as, as a unit, uh, Because, you know, obviously most times those fouls aren't uh, good fouls or clean fouls, and they'd be a little dirty. But, I mean, he keeps his head. Um, I mean, we talk throughout the game, just cracking jokes or whatever just so he can get his mind off of it. And and we just go on on by that.
3: And we blame Iowa, right? We always blame Iowa.
6: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs)
2: Yeah. And that brings me to my next point. 30 seconds left. The fun begins part one, Iowa, Monday night. And it's over there at their place. Your favorite place to play. Yeah. <laughs>
6: yeah. Yeah. We're we um we're gonna do what we do all the time is scout and uh and, and get locked in and ready, ready to play uh when we when is when is their time to when is our time to play now. You making dinner plans already over there, lunch plans. Uh, not, what I mean, whatever our nutritionist gives us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about.
6: <laughs> <laughs> that's, a,
2: that's a smart man. That's hey. a smart man. <laughs> All right. Is isn't,
6: isn't
3: McCaffrey doing? Is not McCaffrey doing ads for some restaurant? Maybe he'd have you over for. I think he was doing some video. It's one of the funniest things I've seen on the internet. So maybe Demonte he'd have Demonte over for dinner. That'd be cool. Probably <laughs> yeah, man. dinner.
6: Maybe,
5: maybe, maybe. <laughs> he's, he's not
6: going <laughs> to bite, Brad.
4: Right. He'll be the first ever Illini player to get NIL money from Iowa business. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got to run.
2: DeMonte, always a pleasure, man. We appreciate it. And uh, good luck again with the uh, start of the Big Ten slate. We'll talk to you next week.
6: Appreciate you. I appreciate you guys for having me.
2: All right. Absolutely. Care, DeMonte sir, Williams right there. Right. Illinois versus hey, Rutgers. Again, to tip off the Big Ten part of the schedule, stay with IlliniGuys.com for complete coverage and analysis of uh, every game, including the one against the Scarlet Knights. Again, appreciate DeMonte. DeMonte's Dimes brought to you by HX Home Solutions. We'll talk football up next. Illini Guys football writer and analyst Matt Stevens jumps right in. That's next on the Sports Spectacular. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business, whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn-out siding or paint, Outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an a rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions.
7: And I've been trying to be as upbeat and positive as I can. Um, Uh, I've given them a pat on the back when they deserve it. I've also tried to kick them in the tail when they need it. Um, I said after the Iowa game, I was pretty strong with them on that Sunday night that, listen, we're we're not into participation ribbons, right? Like, we can't just say that we played hard and we gave it a great effort. Like, we didn't win that game in a game that I think was winnable. And we we have to be able to, you know, get through those moments for us to grow in the future.
2: Quick reminder, our Black Friday special continues. Sign up for or renew your annual membership on com and get a free Illini guys sweatshirt. Yep. Be one of the cool kids, all the details, all the insider info and in-depth reporting all right there for you. 24 seven on Illini Now that was Brett Bielema talking about not being satisfied with the five and seven record in season one, Hey, clearly he doesn't know history. That's great among first-year Illinois coaches. Off to a great start, Illinois guys. Football writer and analyst Matt Stevens is with us now, and Matt covering this team uh, the entire season. I know uh, you know we talked on the podcast and I and the Illini over the weekend. Um, five and seven, not where Bielema wants to be, but this team made fantastic strides and and is in a much better place now uh, in December than it was back in August.
0: You know, it's interesting you mentioned that, Larry, because that's the thing we talked about with the seniors after the Northwestern game was, you know, guys like Tony Adams and Doug Kramer and uh, Brandon Peters. I was like, did you do you feel like you left the program better than when you found it? Where whenever that was that you came in for Brandon, it was three years ago for Doug. It was it was five years ago. And for Tony, it was four years ago. Um, Did you did, did you leave the program better than you found it? And they have absolutely no doubt in their mind. And you can throw Owen Carney in there too. Like guys that came back as seniors, we left the program better than we found it. And, and there's no doubt about that. And these guys wanted to go to a bowl game. They wanted to be better than five and seven. Bielema is not echoing something that isn't coming out of that locker room either. Um, but they know that, they're going to be able to watch Illinois football. I think in 2022, and 2023, and 2024, make significant strides, and, and they're the guys that that uh, you know the cliche has built the foundation, but they 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 built something there that allows people to believe that 2022 and 2023 and 2024 are going to be successful seasons, and and that Brett Bielema has something going here. There's there's 12 football games that was played this year, Larry, in the fall, and only two of them were Illinois had absolutely no chance to win the football game and I don't know how long that's been said in a long time and so I mean you're making small small steps but you're also not taking steps backwards either in my personal opinion and I, I think all of those things are, are so very very vitally important to what Brett Bieleman wanted to build he wanted to be somewhere in the neighborhood of eight and four and 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 in this first year and if you take probably five, six plays out of this season. He could have been eight and four in this season. So um, there's, there's so much randomness in the Big Ten, especially in the Big Ten West. And and the final point that I'll make is that I said this on our radio show, I think last week, Larry, is that I just never have seen the gap between the Big Ten West champ and Illinois be this small before. And I think there's a lot to be said for this coaching staff and this group of players being able to close that gap significantly and and give Illinois fans a chance to think about potentially in very, very recent years to come that there's, there's a chance they could end up in Indianapolis here pretty soon. And I, I don't think that that's out of the realm of possibility.
2: You know, I would agree with that. And, and for me, my experience, I think about the, the two games that I was at Memorial Stadium this year with you, and that's the season opener against Nebraska and, uh, and roughly a month ago at the end of October for the Rutgers game. And, and, and here was the feel. The Nebraska game was great. We won. The Rutgers game was like, I can't believe we lost that. And I say yeah. that to say that, and you and I have talked about this a lot during the course of the season. All the Illini guys, um, the, the the culture changed. That that to your point, at the end, at the end, there is the expectation of winning, and there is a the disappointment in losing. And I don't know that those two things existed when they first stepped on the turf back in August.
0: Well, they certainly didn't, because as you know, Larry, I wasn't very optimistic about that first game against Nebraska, and I wasn't very optimistic about this season at all. I really thought we were going to be talking more about player development and who was going to help this team maybe two years down the road. I'm talking now about how Illinois is not going to have this massive drop off that people kind of assume that they're going to have in 2022, simply because of the 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 foundation that's being built and has been built in 2021 and this the potential of this coaching staff taking you know having continuity and staying together and being able to build something and and having its first fall winter work or I'm sorry winter workout with Tank Wright and having its first full spring with these guys in a, in a system none of those things can be underappreciated and none of those things can be um, unaccounted for and I, I think that's where you're going to see Um, this program build. And I also think that's why it's a little disappointing that Illinois couldn't get to six wins and get to a bowl game so they could get those 15 more practices in order that, you know, that I, I, but I'll tell you, Larry, the the one thing I'll, and I know this, I'm going long here, but the the, the one thing I'll tell you is my first year covering college football was at Mississippi state and it was in 2009 and Dan Mullen went five and seven and he beat the rival Ole Miss in that, in that year and beat him significantly. And that was an Ole Miss team that ended up going to the cotton bowl the next year they're beating michigan 52 to 14 in the gator bowl and winning nine games. and so i've seen it happen this way before at a school that just had absolutely no history of winning football for decades. i don't see illinois being any different and i don't see the i see the culture changing in champaign.
2: yeah, it's and and to your point it's you going into the like you said going into the workouts that the mindset is different going into the winter workouts that it was a year ago. And that, that just changes everything. Let's look ahead to, to 2022. Um, obviously you lose. It uh, was my number. Am I numbers correct? 41 seniors
0: off this a team? Potential, potentially this- 41 potential- seniors yeah. um, that that may not come back. You had, what was it? 23 guys, I think go through senior day this year. And, and, and the only reason being maybe that, you know, they didn't go through senior day last year in front of nobody. So you're going to lose a significant amount. I've I've updated the scholarship chart on our Illini guys message boards, Larry. And I started with 95 guys as of like a couple of days ago. And I've started to eliminate guys and I'm looking at like 71 now. Now I don't have the 2022 signees in there yet, but there's going to be a whole bunch of turnover on this roster, just like everybody else's roster because of this COVID stuff and this, these roster limitations and the fact that you've been able to go over 85. So um, for anybody that says they know what this roster is, absolutely going to look like in 2022. You're just lying to people because I don't know. And I don't think Brett Bieleman knows hundred percent. So, so that's why he's out there recruiting right now as we're speaking. So that's, that's, that's the objective right now for Illinois. And we should tell
2: everyone that, that NCAA rules allowing the team to practice this last week. So they did practice. Uh, Here all this week, Uh, even though Bielema was was out on the road. He wasn't a part of that. They still was they were touching everyone, I guess. Hey, I've got about 30 seconds left 2022. The big need, obviously, is a quarterback. Brandon Peters is gone. We're not sure that Sikowski is the guy if he'll be healthy, even with his surgeries. Uh, What's next uh, for Illinois in terms of uh, a quarterback and the, the transfer portal?
0: Quickly, Art will not be healthy for spring, which I think is a big setback for him. He will not be able to probably do anything football related until the beginning of fall camp in, in August of 22. Uh, yes, they will be going after the, a quarterback in the transfer portal. I do not know who that is, but there's going to be several options, and there's going to be several tiers of quarterbacks. You've already seen Spencer Rattler, Bo, Bo Nix, hint that he might go into the transfer portal. You just saw um, earlier this week that Jack Plummer, the quarterback at Purdue, was going is going into the transfer portal. Chubba Purdy has been reached out. They have reached out. Illinois staff has reached out to Chubba Purdy, the former Florida State quarterback. There's going to be several options in the transfer portal. I don't know which tier Illinois quarterback they're going to be able to get but they're going to get somebody Uh, I think the other big thing quickly is offensive line they're going to look for offensive line people in the transfer portal and they're going to look at it in junior college just to fill out a couple of spots but I think those are the two things that you're going to see and I I think you could see some playmakers on defense in order to maybe build some depth and build some some uh, you know 15, 16, 17 guys that they can count on instead of just 11, 12, 13. But that defense comes back intact. But I I think offensive line and quarterback are definitely where you're going to see Illinois highlight itself in in the transfer portal because – I think team, I think there's going to be so many guys in the transfer portal, and there's going to be so many activity in the transfer portal. I, I don't think Illinois is going to going to put all of its eggs in that basket, like say Lovey Smith did in his recruiting efforts. But I think Brett Bielema feels like those are the two spots that he can really help this roster in
2: 2022. Yeah, it's and and you know, un, unlike Lovey and some past coaches, I think Brett Bielema has something to sell. He can say, "Look at what we did in this year with just piecing things together." we're building something here. We got to leave it there, but Matt, you're reporting uh, all season long. It's been invaluable. Thank you again uh, for uh, all that you do for IlliniGuys.com. And of course, obviously football, the games may be over right now for Illinois, uh, but not the activity, obviously. So we'll be talking to you quite a bit uh, with that. And also some of your basketball coverage as well. Matt Stevens, Illini Guys football writer and analyst here on the sports spectacular. Matt, good to talk to you and we'll, we'll talk to you again. Thanks Larry. Appreciate it. All right. That's Matt Stevens right there. Stay with us right now. Uh, coming up next, we've got a very special guest. Uh, here on the show Chris Thomas he's the Illini volleyball coach stopping in to chat with us before the team headed down to Lexington for the NCAA tournament that conversation is next on the sports spectacular powered by IlliniGuys.com a free consultation 303-957-3092 that's neon rain at 303-957-3092
4: or visit them
2: at neonrain.com planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business whether it's a leaky roof windows or door worn out siding or paint outdated kitchen bathroom or basement look no further than hx home solutions your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000 hx home solutions
1: when life gets hectic you need health care that's easy you need osf on-call urgent care with osf on-call urgent care we make it easy to get affordable quick convenient care for minor illnesses and injuries when and where you need it walk in for care 8 a.m to 8 p.m every day even on holidays 24 7 365 virtual care options means we're always on just like you Visit OSFOnCall.org slash UrgentCare to find a clinic near you or to start a virtual visit. This
2: is Brad Underwood. You're listening to the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. And congratulations to the Illini Volleyball Team, one of eight Big Ten teams earning bids. The NCAA Tournament, the Illini assigned to the Lexington Sub-Regional, and you can follow their progress on IlliniGuys.com. But joining us now, very special guest here on our Game Changers line, presented by OSF Healthcare, is Chris Thomas, Illini volleyball head coach uh, we're talking here recording this on tuesday ahead of the team's trip to lexington to play in the ncaa tournament hey coach welcome to the show and and congratulations
7: yeah thanks for having me it's been a long few years you know coming from COVID last year and uh still in the post COVID. it's still been a long year too but uh you know the team's been really resilient um you know last year we finished on a good on a good run uh, they, they shortened the tournament last year to, uh, I think it was 48 teams instead of 64. And I think we were just out of the bubble last year. And then this year we were able to put together a nice run and a really good tournament resume and, uh, we're rewarded with a, with an appearance this year. So, uh, happy to have that for the team. Uh, it's not always about the wins and losses, but it, it sure feels good to, to be in the tournament again.
2: Yeah. Uh, great. I know the, you know, high point I know was, uh, was the win over Purdue, uh, mid yeah that stretch where you played Purdue, I think it was Wisconsin-like. Like back to back all four. Yeah, four or four times in a row. Yeah. Exactly. It's like who, who put that schedule together, you know? But yeah. um, but you know, but that's one thing I want to ask you about in terms of you know how how frustrating was it last year to have that season with all of the issues with COVID that everybody was facing, of course, um, with the success that that you had over the years, uh, in your tenure and even before you got there, to have a season end with without going on to the postseason.
7: Yeah. Again, I think last year was a lot about, you know, it wasn't just about us and athletics. It was, uh, we we're dealing with the world pandemic. And so we we're in some regards, we were happy just to be able to play, but uh, of course we're competitors and we want to be able to you know reach the highest levels. And we, we turned over our roster after the 19 season, we had a lot of people graduate. So we were playing the really young roster and the people in different positions because, you know, people were out due to contact tracing or whatever. So, just based on that, I, I, I was really uh, pleased with the year, even though, you know, record wise and, you know, we didn't make a tournament appearance that how we kind of went through the year. We always look at improvement and I felt we improved from game one until the, our very last game where we beat Purdue at Purdue uh, to finish. And then this year, like you mentioned, we had a nice win at Purdue again. Um, we had another nice win on the road against Penn State. Uh, we've, we dealt with some little bit of injury and sickness after that. Um, so we're just now coming back into full strength again and just in the right time for the tournament here. So good to be back. Um, but, uh, yeah, we always just work on one day at a time and, and try to improve as best we can.
2: Certainly your tournament tested, as we mentioned, one of eight Big Ten teams um, getting into the field. And the, the tournament uh, committee did you no favors by sending you to the uh, the lair of the defending national champion, Kentucky Wildcats. But first things first, uh, West Virginia on Friday afternoon um, tell us about the Mountaineers. This is their first trip there. Um, so certainly I think you still have a, like you said, you graduated some players, but a bit of an advantage in terms of, um, uh, you know, the Illinois program, uh, being a staple every, every year in the NCAA tournament.
7: Sure. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, every big 10 team that's, that's made it this year, definitely deserving of it. And as you mentioned, eight teams and um, all eight of us with, with above 500 records in conference. And uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's a grind. I mean, that's the best way I can, I can put it. You've got seven teams consistently in the top 25, you got uh, five or six and usually in the top 15. And so uh, night in and night out, you're going to have to bring it. Otherwise you're going to find yourself on the, on the wrong end. And so, um, just that alone, I think, gives the Big Ten a huge edge, and I like actually a lot of our chances to advance. You know, in the in the previous years, we've had five or six teams advance to the Sweet Sixteen, um, with a couple usually in the Final Four, and so I feel that's another year. Uh, it's going to be like that this year for, uh, for the Big Ten, uh, and as far as the Mountaineers go, yeah, you know, first time in in a while they they can have a different type of energy. So it's very much like the basketball March Madness where everyone's in, everyone's good. Um, you can't take anyone lightly and uh, they've got some re- really nice pieces and, uh, you know, they have a good coach. So it's just like we all do. So we, we just have to make sure we're taking everyone as serious as possible. I know, you know, we're we're in Lexington and, you know, we can start looking at the facing the defending national champs. But we got to get we got to get there first. So uh, Mountaineers, is a good team and uh, we got to be well prepared.
2: Uh, and finally, I, I know that, uh, obviously the goal is to win a national championship, but, but, but short of that, what defines success for you in, in the season as you head to Lexington and look beyond that? Um, w- when you look back, what, what's a successful season for, uh, for coach Thomas in the Atlanta volleyball team? Yeah,
7: yeah, that's, that's a good question. You know, after the, after we had that final four run in 18, you know, in 19, we, we also had a, uh, a decent run, but it wasn't quite a Final Four run. We we had some matches where, that we had won the previous year. We just fell short. And so it kind of makes you look at, you know, you do have to define that success and you're not always just going to come in and win. And And, you know, if you think about it, there's only one coach and one team at the end of the year uh, who can be happy. So you can't define your happiness just based on that. And I know fans don't like hearing that, but, uh, (laughs) the fact of the matter is it's really hard to do and you gotta, you know, you gotta be on and you gotta have all of your, your players that are on, on any given night. And, uh, there's, there's a team on the other side of the net that has a say in that. And so for us, or for me, you know, it's just about making sure we hold true to our pillars, and uh, making sure that we, you know, we, we, we call it home and, and uh, those that stands for having honor and ownership and being really good at being in the moment and it's about everyone and so if we can be really good in those aspects and think about that it's not just about us it's about the team it's about improvement from day one till we get to the end of the season. And then we get to the end of the season, like now we just, you know, fight like heck to give ourselves a chance to win a match. I mean, that's pretty much what we look at. You're not always going to hit every single ball in, or you're not going to, um, you know, block every ball or anything like that. We, we just have to do our best uh, to be our best. And that's pretty much what we have to do. And, and I've been really proud of this team, um, have been since I started coaching here. They've responded really well. Great support from the Illini uh, fan base, and uh, just looking forward to a good tournament run here.
2: Yeah, well, we feel that all is right with the universe again with uh, Illinois back in the NCAA <laughs> volleyball tournament. So uh, we didn't like not being a part of that last year. but glad you're back in there. Hey, coach, uh, best of luck this weekend in Lexington and uh, and and beyond that. Let's just let's just put that out there in the universe that uh, that's going to happen. Uh, and congrats again on su- success already. And and uh, hopefully we'll have you on the show again soon.
7: Sounds good. Thanks, Larry. Appreciate it.
2: All right, Chris Thomas right there talking to us. alana Volleyball again taking on West Virginia Friday in the uh, Lexington sub-regional uh, of the NCAA tournament. And again, a win there and uh, a likely date against uh, Kentucky, the defending champion and the host down there uh, in Lexington. And again, this segment to the Game Changer segment brought to you by OSF Healthcare. Stay with us, quick timeout, and then much more here on the Sports Spectacular all on the Alana Guys radio network.